All right, here we are. It is October 19. I guess we can start calling it uh, close to Halloween. So we're in the harvest moon phase of the year. Uh, and we are back with another Common Sense Ohio slash Lawyer Talk Roundtable episode. And why do I say slash? Well, because uh, for those who have tuned in, and it looks from the numbers like millions of those across the globe have tuned in, then you know that we are making a transition here at the show. We're creating Common Sense Ohio, a brand new show. Uh founded on the old show, founded on the uh, Lawyer Talk Roundtable series. And the idea is to take uh, what's going on in Ohio as a launching pad to discuss the broader topics that we were discussing anyway at the roundtable. We're just going to be a little more uh, uh, surgical about it and a little more calculated about it, a little more organized about it, so we can bring the kind of content, the kind of philosophical debate, the kind of political debate, the kind of uh, common sense debate that, uh, that you've come to enjoy out of the roundtable. And that doesn't mean that my lawyer talk show is going to go by the way of the dodo, as my grandmother used to say. Uh, it's still there. The Q&As are still piling up. I'm just busy, man. I promise I'll get to them. But, uh, yeah, the, the Q&A is coming. The breakdowns are coming. i got a big plan uh, for next summer. Uh, and I'll just give you a little uh, hint. I might be going rogue. I'll tell you what that means later. But it, it uh, think mobile. But anyway, uh, we are here at the at Common Sense Ohio down at the Channel 511, Studio C at Channel 511. At the roundtable, we got Norm and Brett, the founding uh, co-members of Common Sense Ohio. And, uh, you know, what, what, what's, about common, what's going on with Common Sense? Uh, <laughs> what common sense can be employed to discuss Ohio today? Norm's over there writing uh, furiously, but I think right out of the shoots, there was a big debate last night. We had J.D. Vance uh, uh, taking it on last night norm did you watch the debate i did um terrible you know i i hate people casting aspersions especially about you know implying somebody uh you know is is racist it's it's just the lowest sleaziest thing you can do uh, i think in in politics other than well i don't know if there's anything lower actually um Terrible. I remember one time when my dad was uh, campaigning for U.S. Congress, and he was a defense attorney like you, uh, Steve. And and I'm uh, sorry for him. Yeah. So <laughs> you know he had some rather unsavory clients. Isn't it amazing that when you're a criminal defense attorney, occasionally your clients aren't uh, the the most stand up uh, kinds of uh, people? But under our constitutional system, they're entitled to a, you know, a vigorous defense. That's that's how we make sure only guilty people go to the who's gal. At any rate, you know, in that debate, my father's opponent accused uh, my father of perhaps partaking in the illegal activities of his client to try to smear him. When actually, of course, he was he was just an attorney defending an unsavory client. So. You know these debates where you where you uh, you try to dirty up your opponent instead of talking about the issues that the people really care about. Uh, that's what drives me crazy about it. And and of course the the moderators a lot of times fall into the junk food uh, kinds of questions. You know what do you think about you know the I call it disparagingly the BLTQ. Uh, you know, coalition, which isn't a coalition, uh, of course. It's it's just a way to to talk down to people, and if they ask them about questions, you know, uh, uh, complete irrelevancies, things that people like to rail about on social media, but have nothing at all to do with governing the country. And so that happened last night. Uh, Tim Ryan implied that J.D. Vance um, is aligned with people who think uh, that there is some kind of cabal amongst uh, Jewish financiers, internationally uh, tied together Jewish financiers who are deliberately trying to ruin America by allowing um, untold millions of migrants to uh, illegally enter the country. and, And the idea is to destroy the middle class and, you know, the Bilderberg Society or whoever is going to then, you know, take over. It's just ridiculous that people think anything like that. Now, do we have unfettered illegal immigration? Yes, we do. Is it because of, uh, does J.D. Vance or anybody with any common sense think that there's an international Jewish cabal 
you know, and of course the implication is that you're a Nazi or, or a Hitlerite or something. And of course he doesn't think that. Of course I don't think. Nobody thinks that that's rational, that has any kind of tether to reality. But but that's what Tim Ryan was trying to to paint J.D. Vance as, as some kind of bigot, uh, as somebody who doesn't like brown people. And surprise, J.D. Vance is married to a brown person, and Norm Murdoch's a brown person, and brown people are all over our society, and it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, but Norm, you, you, you're successful and happy, <laughs> right? so you can't be one of the... One of the... Yeah, J.D.'s wife went to Yale with him. So what? It, it, none of it... it, it and, and rightfully, J.D. was incensed. And, and, and what's good, what's good that a lot of politicians won't do, and this is where he gave a master's class to other Republicans on how to deal with something like this, is he got angry. He showed real emotion. He didn't lose it, but he showed that, you know, this isn't a debate society, like a, like a, a point-counterpoint kind of thing and be real cool and you know, be a little, you know, Mitch Romney about it, uh, you know, or, you know, just, just ultra, you know, ultra smooth about it. No, he, he acted rightfully indignant and he should have. Hmm. Well, you know, there's a couple things that made me, uh, or a couple things you said that gave me some thoughts. Uh, I remember my, probably my sophomore year in college. I don't know if we're allowed to be sophomores and freshmen anymore, but my sophomore year in college, uh, I took a class and I eventually almost got my philosophy minor, but I didn't quite get there. Or I don't know what I probably fell short like everything else. But uh, I did have a class in logic and I took a class in um, as a sort of a precursor to philosophy. And later on, I took Latin and some other the classics and, and read a bunch of that stuff. And the value of that it just pays off over and over and over again, because what you're describing here is something I learned early, early, early in my education. It's in, it's called a logical fallacy. And one of the logical fallacies, there's a whole host of them, but one of the top ones that people today, perhaps more than ever, make and commit is an ad hominem attack. The idea that we're going to attack the character of the person rather than their argument or their position. Mm. And, and therefore, uh, they would say, nothing else that they do or say or the reasoning behind the argument is inherently flawed. And this is, the, this is really the, um, the, the, the sort of the, the dark secret behind this wokeism. Because if you have said something or done something or been a bad person at one point in your life, then these people would conclude, therefore, that anything you say now is meritless. And that's just not true. And I saw Trump deal with this all the time. Trump could say something that made perfect sense but nobody would ever do it or believe it or, or, or give him any credit for it because he was Trump and they hated him. And, the, you know, the perfect example, and, and I didn't agree with Trump on this necessarily, was the vaccination program. Like Trump, Trump rolled out like in, it was in, it was under Trump's watch that all this happened. And I don't think that's necessarily a great thing. I never have. But the people on the left were saying even Kamala Harris said, I'll never get the vaccine. I think she said it on stage. I'm not going to get it because Trump created it. And um and later on, when she took power, when Biden took power, you had to get it or you'd get arrested. That might be a little extreme, but it was close. Um, you know, the point is, is that they attack the man, not the logic. And when you do that, it's called an ad hominem attack. It's a character t- assassination. I dealt with it recently in a legal brief I wrote where the prosecutor on the other side basically accused me of, of, of intentionally misleading the court by misstating facts, which was total unadulterated nonsense. And my, I handled it, uh, Norm, the way J.D. would have handled it. I said, listen, this is nonsense. It's barely worthy of a reply. But since it's related to the argument I'm trying to make, then I think we need to reply. And, and the argument I made in, re, in response, and this is what J.D. should and could and, and probably will do, is that, look, you don't have an answer to my logic here. So you've got to resort to an ad hominem attack. You have to attack me as a person because you know that you're wrong. And you don't have an answer to the things I'm saying, so you're you're resorting to this sort of um, red herring character assassination, red herring being another logical fallacy, <laughs> meaning you take one example out of the many and use that as the uh, basis for attacking my position. So if, if one time in my entire career I've said something that doesn't make sense, then you're saying everything else I say doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, that's a red herring argument. And and that that's sort of what, they, that's sort of what uh, Tim Ryan did to Vance. And I, I agree, Vance was appropriately upset. He was, he was appropriately incensed by it, but under control at the same time. Um, and, you know, maybe he, maybe the Republican Party and maybe both political parties could take a cue from Trump on this, is that um, 
you know, one thing Trump did that no, none of his predecessors ever did is if somebody called him a racist, he'd come right back over the top, right? Or if somebody right. said, you don't care about women, he'd come right back over the top. You know, he, right. he wouldn't, he wouldn't go cower in the corner no. at the, at the threat right. or the fear of being labeled something. No, no. And you know, it's like I, we've said down here, we are uncancelable because I really don't care. You know, I really don't care. I, I you know, we're going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to try to speak the truth the best I can down here. We're going to try to employ common sense the best we can down here. And we're going to try to give people the best content. And you know what, if we make a mistake, we'll own it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. We should have rolled tape on this, but I, I threw a bomb in here, what, a few weeks ago talking about the validity of debates. Yeah. And we should have recorded because we just talked for 45 minutes about this. And, and yeah. both you and Norm are both on different sides of this, depending on where and what. Yeah. I think this is a good example of the softball, ad hominem stuff that that's all all this debate could could do yeah. is that. So, right. again, it did not push the agenda, did not push the conversation. All it was softball, this softball that had nothing to do with anything. Right. You're a racist. No, I'm Jeez. not. You're a racist. No, I'm not. No, you're a racist. No, I'm not. No, so, you're the, so, you know. So it's, it's, you el- it's, el- no. yeah, right. it's elementary play school. Exactly. Uh, 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 the playground. Right. Talk. It's, it's not uh yes, huh? That's Nuh-uh. it. Yes, huh? Uh-uh. Yeah, uh-uh. Uh-uh. yeah. Yeah. So are you back at you looking yeah. in a mirror, you know, that kind of, yeah. In- at one point, Tim Ryan said, oh, I think I'm really getting to this guy. And he said it with his gleeful look on his face. Like he looked at the audience like, hey, I'm really getting to this guy because J.D. reacted emotionally. And it's like, wow, what a what a child. Yeah. You know, like, really? I, I really don't want you to be senator if you take, you know, such pleasure in, in amping somebody else up by upsetting them, you know, b- b- through uh, – a disparaging comment like oh you really got to him you know i mean that's that's something you do maybe you know at a fraternity when you're hazing somebody yeah well, what the hell's right. that got to do with a yeah. senate and, debate and vance in his situation now look i, I say he was in sense and he, he was um he was appropriately uh, put off by it but i always say this in a courtroom when i'm making an argument if somebody sees me upset and i made this mistake recently in a trial even after doing this for 27 years if somebody sees me emotional, if somebody sees me upset in a courtroom, it better be because I want to put on, because I did it on purpose. I didn't lose control. I didn't just let my emotions run amok. And one uh, one commentator, a guy named McElhaney on evidence, he used to write for the Ohio, or American Bar Association. He, he said, never let Mongo out of the bag. Mongo being like your inner emotional anger come out because usually you lose a little bit of control that way and you, and it goes too far and and rarely is it compelling when somebody gets angry and starts shouting and and really when when you had Ryan saying aha I got to him what he didn't realize is that he didn't get to he's not winning that debate by saying stuff like that but uh, he's sort of caught up in that moment in the emotion of it saying now I got him ah, ha, 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 ha. yeah and he's right. making the point that Vance was trying to make in response like all you have is this this is BS. You know, yeah. this is like, why don't you address the issues instead of this nonsense? Right. And and the other thing I like to do in those types of arguments is say like, what are you really trying to say here? Are you calling me a racist? Is that what you're really trying to do? Yeah. Because I don't know of any example you can point to in my entire life where I have been a racist, where I've acted with a racist attitude or done anything which, uh, truly racist. So why don't we just get to the heart of what you're trying to accuse me of doing? And then, then I should ask you, Mr. Ryan, why would you go there instead of talking about this issue, which really matters, right? Because you have no evidence that I'm a racist, and fine, call me. You know, go right. out there and and, and spew your nonsense. Right. But at least here today on this stage, let's talk about this, yeah. right. right? Well, instead of talking about the immigration crisis and and talking about you know the the, the wholesale unenforcement of U.S. existing U.S. law by this current administration just deciding as a matter of policy they're not going to enforce the law. Instead of talking about that topic and, and, and hearing what Tim Ryan has to say about that, hearing what J.D. Vance has to say, you know, they, it, it, Tim tries instead tried to divert that topic into a, into a discussion of something unrelated by, by pointing out that there are, there are conspiracy theorists on the Internet who think, that there is some kind of uh, racial animus behind all of this, and it's being controlled by billionaires offshore, and uh, you know of of a certain religion, and 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 trying to make some kind of absurd, 
you know, diversion of the conversation along those lines instead of talking about what Americans are really dealing with, including Democrat mayors like Mayor Adams in New York City, who says they can't deal with this influx of, you know, five, 10,000 new immigrants coming in each day into New York City across from across the southern border. And, and, you know, it's or the Martha's Vineyard people who who couldn't handle 53 people and had to disgorge them to a, a military base the next day when they when they suddenly appeared in Martha's Vineyard. So, you know, even Democratic enclaves and Democratic mayors now are starting to fight back. In fact, I read where the Democrat mayor of El Paso, Texas, for example, has an agreement with Mayor Adams in New York City to accept up to five or ten busloads, depending on on the demand, depending on if the immigrants want to go to New York City, uh, each day from El Paso. So, I mean, that's that's an incredible thing, and, and, and the the larger media doesn't know that that Mayor Adams, while upset about the influx, has struck deals with other Democrat mayors, uh, for example, El Paso, Texas's mayor. To accept those uh, immigrants from uh, across the border because El Paso is swamped. Is swamped. They they simply can't deal with it. Mm. And you know the other thing I it, it, we should probably just uh, staying on the debate for a second. You had um, you had Ryan talking about uh, you know I'm not basically what you have is two things. You had on the Vance side. I'll start there. You have on the Vance side. He's trying to. You almost feel like he's trying to distance himself a little bit from the the Trump effect that Trump was his backer, and you had Ryan accusing him of kissing Trump's backside. And then on the other side, you have Ryan. You have Vance accusing Ryan of sort of saying, "Look, you've got um, all you've ever done is go along with the establishment. You didn't. Uh, you voted a hundred percent in favor of all this far left." Uh, agenda. And now here you are saying that you don't really support it. And, you know, on both sides, politicians, not to get too, uh, yes, to get a little biblical about it, you know, politicians should should maybe reference uh, the good book a time or two and do what they say and not uh, say things that they're not doing, you know, judge people based on their words uh, or ju- on their actions instead of their words. And, you know, I think it's really easy. It's It's almost cherry picking, but in a good way. It's like Vance can just sit back and say, Look, Ryan, you can you can you can spew this nonsense in your hometown and say that you support what all these people believe, because all these people left your party when all the craziness happened. All these the working class uh, of this country, the, the, the middle class left because they didn't want this agenda. Yeah. And you can act like you're not part of that agenda, that you're taking it on, that you're a new type of Democrat, which is really to be like a, a traditional type of Democrat. But you voted for this policy every single time. And he's like, well, no, uh, cause I took on Pelosi as whatever. Well, you yeah. lost and now you voted for the policy every yeah. single time. Right. Um, and you know, and then on the Vance side, he had a little bit of this, he had to take some hits here too, because you know, he said some stuff about Trump and he's gotten on the Trump train. Mm-hmm. And I think Vance's best argument to that is look, Trump supported me and I, I supported a lot of what Trump, uh, proposed. And there's other things about Trump. I didn't like Vance needs to, he needs to he needs to be honest about that because I think he is. I think that's how he is. Well, he's he's he Vance is metamorphizing before our very eyes, and and I knew this would happen. It's it's not really a criticism of him. It, it he came in fresh faced, uh, successful author, pretty young attorney, you know, caught up in uh, in uh, you know the big finance world with uh, his his clients as you know an investor, um, and I kind of. Th- you know, so he's a neophyte. He, he, he you know, J.D. Vance has, has never been dog catcher. Uh, you know, he's, he's second time on stage, right? Yeah, he's never been, yeah. you know, never been in office, and 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 so, you know, dur- early during the primary, he said some he said some things to to you know set himself apart from professional politicians. I'll put it that way, or uh, your traditional, you know institutional establishment politicians on the Republican side. For example, he said on abortion, no exceptions, including rape and incest. He has now modified that. And in the debates, he was very clear that he now thinks there ought to be an exception for uh, rape and incest. So he has, what's Obama's term? Oh, he's evolved. So I, so I've, I've watched that. I've noted it. JD has, has, he's metamorphizing a little bit. He's also 
in in both debates, he has mentioned Rob Portman's endorsement at least eight times. I mean, he, and obviously, what he's trying to do is appeal to the middle. Mm-hmm. He's trying he's trying to you know because Rob Portman is obviously a rhino and and well he is he's a rhino and he and he, he voted for a lot of the the uh, progressive uh, agenda. He was he was amongst the the five or six Republicans that would go over and and help uh, Chuck Schumer create uh, a, a majority to pass various legislative items and and he you know he's been part of that uh, group of Republicans that is very disappointing uh, you know to conservatives like myself so JD in order to appeal to those voters however has noted several times that Rob Portman has endorsed him. And, and obviously he's been told, you know, by pollsters that there's a certain following, there's a certain group of people, if you will, suburban mothers that, that don't want to hear this ultra conservative kind of philosophy. They, they like the more, um, massaged, more mild, more easier to listen to softer kind of, uh, middle of the road Republican kind of politician. So in the debates, JD has done some of that. Yep. He, he has he has kind of uh, changed his message a little bit, and, and but that's classic. Richard Nixon always said in the primary, you run to the right. In the general election, you run to the middle. Yeah, that that's classic. That and JD is following the playbook because after all, if he is going to exercise power as a conservative, he's got to get elected. Right. Yeah. Right. He's got to get elected. Well, no no matter is, what politician, left or right, you've got to get elected. You've got to get elected. Well, so you, this is another, this is sort yeah. of another, I don't want to call it a fallacy, but it's another interesting concept. Do the ends justify the means? Do you, do you, do you become a flipper? Because uh, somewhere there's dishonesty, right? Somewhere. At some point. Yeah. At some point. Right. But if you say you've changed your mind. Yeah, but that's probably dishonest. Not necessarily, if, if, because you're publicly saying that. You're saying... I have I've reviewed this issue, and upon further thought, I now think this. That's okay. That, if it's true, I, I well, he said it out loud. Right. So, <laughs> so but is it right. true? And I'm not calling him a liar. I, I it, well, it just, why I, why would you? So if you're backed by Ohio Right to Life, and you're backed by you know the the entire movement, the the pro life movement, why would you now say unless you truly believe it? Like because you you've already got those people. This is like uh yeah but but this is what I, this is what upset well, me about but, Trump is like he didn't need to keep no, the election, because he already had his people. Well no the election mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet so actually you don't have those people. Uh, you are now saying well, who are they going to vote for? Somebody who's favor an abortion? Well exactly but you're also you're also tempering your position. You're not being a, as absolutist as you were before. And and I'm merely pointing out that his position has evolved. It it is evolved, and whether that's a and, it, that, and I don't it, think that's dishonest. I think he's he's honestly saying that. How can oh, you you can be for Nixon? You're reasons. saying what's the motivation? Yeah, you're saying for I'm saying for Nixon reasons it's evolved. Like all right, so when I was over here, I was going to say when I was running in the primary, I was going to say no exceptions, not even for rape and incest. And I realized then, and my commentators are telling me then, once I got that, once I got through that hurdle. Now I can back my foot off the gas pedal on that one a little bit, and I'm going to push over to the middle here, where I know most of the people are going to favor abortion and rape and incest scenarios. So I'm going to have this convenient, sort of like the Mormons. I got you, but now you're talking about motivation to change his opinion. The honest thing is he did change his opinion, and he so stated. What would have been dishonest, right, would have been for him, for example, this this, uh, legislation that's pending that Biden wants to put through. to uh, codify Roe v. Wade, what what would be dishonest is if JD didn't tell us that he changed his position, yeah. and would later vote for some kind of bill that would allow an exception for rape and incest. Yeah. He has told us before the election, right. before people voted for. Fair enough. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That it is, is it honest. Is less dishonest. Well, I don't know if it's dishonest. It is. It is. It is. Well, it, is, it, is, it, is it is. Might be disingenuous to say I changed my mind out of logic and reason. Well, Steve, you're. But you're, at least he has said he has changed his mind and now states his position. Well, you're a loud. better. You're a right. better man than me if you can figure out uh, people's intentions and motives. I said I'm not accusing him a liar, but it looks awful fishy. 
Yeah. It looks suspicious. I, I don't, it looks I don't, like Nixon. I don't know that it is fishy. I think what it looks like to me is he probably talked to a lot of women, a lot of moms, a lot of rape victims, and perhaps realized that— It could be. It realized that perhaps oh, that— let, Oh, let's hope he did. That's right. I, I, let's, I, let's like hope. I said, I'm not yeah. calling him a liar. And, I'm, and I, when, I, when I use the word Nixon, I'm using your analogy. Like Nixon says, run to the right and then run to the center. Well, she, yeah, so it, I'm not no calling question. him Nixon. But no question. I, and, and, and I mean it's fishy in the right. sense that if it is true that he has had legitimate conversations, he has legitimate uh, discussions with those who have changed his mind out of common sense logic and experience and reason, then, you know, so be it. And I agree with you 100% that unlike somebody who would be what I would call a liar, he at least we know his position up front before you cast your vote. Exactly. Um, so that's all I'm saying. And, you know, Biden did the opposite of this. You know, I'm Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Center of the Road, Mr. Uh, Unite the Country. And then he comes in with a far left agenda, right. the likes of which we have never seen. And he does it with a pen and he doesn't even do it with the legislative branch. He did it right. with executive orders. Right. And everybody's like, wait a minute. He was supposed to be non-controversial. And here we got this lunatic um, issuing all sorts of edicts. Yeah. 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 And we're, no, we're, it, it came out of left field. He didn't run on that. Yeah. We're on the same yeah, page there. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, exactly. I talk a little bit about uh, violence here in Columbus that uh, is very troubling. Um, over the over the weekend, so it's just I, I almost you know stopped and pulled over and had a cry. I I heard this story on on local radio, and then researched it online a little bit. Uh, a girl in the short north, seventeen years old, is shot in a in a park. Gets in her car drives herself to the hospital and 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 then succumbs that dies from the the gunshot wound and i thought to myself okay i need to research i need to figure this out what why is a child getting you know shot how often does this happen what's going on i heard it was the 114th homicide in columbus ohio this year so far and the year's far from over right oh yeah, yeah. we, we got away hol- with the holidays coming we up? got a ways to go yeah yeah so 17 year old girl i get online i i duck duck go you know google uh whatever search engine you folks out there can do this yourself and and just put in some search terms columbus ohio uh 17 year old girl fatally shot and up comes story after story after story about other 17 and 15 and 16 year old girls i think just on the first page, I have it on my computer here, just on the first page, three stories about three different girls killed in Ohio, killed in Columbus, Ohio, in what sound to be like, sound to me to be a gang or um, uh, youth group uh, kinds of scenarios where they're hanging out or they're, or they're with a boyfriend or they're with a, with a gang or, or, or doing something in a park or a shopping mall and a gun goes off and, and a girl gets killed. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the Sam hell is going on where it becomes a routine story? I mean, 114, right? That means every roughly three days we have somebody killed in Columbus, Ohio, you know, with a knife, a gun, some kind of intentional, you know, uh, even leaving out opioids, which you could argue that's an intentional uh, homicide you know, feeding somebody drugs that you know are going to kill them. But, you know, violent homicides, there's just some kind of sickness in our society now where this is this is like uh, the, the tony little area of, of the short north where you got people living in million-dollar condos now. Right down on the sidewalk in front of their buildings, this girl gets shot. And, and drives herself to the hospital. What yeah. what, what the hell is going on? I have seen Facebook video posts of people hanging out on High Street at the restaurants and bars, nice restaurants and bars, and you hear the pop, 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 pop in the background, people getting shot. I mean, it is insane. It's insane. And it was Mike Ditka, I think, said this, and it, it stuck with me forever. Like, uh, you, you endure what you tolerate. And to some extent, that's what's going on. The, you know, I agree. We are putting up with this. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hope I hope our police chief, I hope the mayor, you know, who has a latex spine, but I hope he finds his spine. I hope the mayor and the police chief decide enough is enough. It'll have you to know, go farther. I, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know why a career criminal 
uh, who who contributed to his own death. And no, a cop shouldn't have put his knee on his neck. You know, he was trained wrong or or, or whatever. Uh, but it, it it's never been proven. Say he did it on purpose. Take it say, that way. Say he did it on purpose, but it was never proven there was any racial animus uh, by the diverse group of of black, Asian, female, and white cops who allegedly led to George Floyd's death. Why did we go through this big, huge exegesis all over the world? There what, were, a, what a word. Well, I remember. I, I remember yeah. in. I remember watching a Formula One race in Bahrain in the Middle East, and you saw Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen and all these Formula One stars taking a knee for George Floyd. What a bunch of nonsense. What, a, what about, and then yeah. the NBA, the NFL, on and on. What about this 17-year-old girl whose name I'm not going to use because she was a minor, but why are, where's the march? Where are all the ministers and the, where are all the civic leaders? Where's, where's the march for this girl? Well, you, let's, you have got to be shitting me. Let's talk mm-hmm. about another logical fallacy since we are on it. It's called a non sequitur. This does not follow. It doesn't follow. One doesn't follow from the other. It's illogical. And the non sequitur here is, all right, so George Floyd was, uh, George Floyd died and maybe even, like I said, let's just give it to him on purpose. Chauvin killed him on purpose. And let's just give it one step further. Chauvin killed him on purpose because he was a racist asshole. Let's just let's give him all that. It's still a non sequitur to say we need to defund the police across the world. It, yeah. Like one doesn't lead to the right. other. It's, it's a lunacy because it won't solve the problem. It will make the problem worse. And this is the backlash that's coming right now as a result. The police, the good cops have left the force. The ones that remained are standing, gun shy. They're staying in their car. They're they're gun shy. They're going to go after the shooting, not before, because That's they don't right. want to be accused of anything. Right. So, right. you know, this is like I'd rather do nothing than do something and screw up. And by definition, when you take the second approach, there you're screwing up anyway. But they're not going to get caught for it. And you know, they're never going to be accused of of not abusing somebody or of not arresting somebody. The accusations are going to come when they arrest somebody, and there's an right. accusation that they shouldn't have or it went too far. So I was I was just stuff happen. I was yeah. just in the short north this this weekend for a wedding reception actually and uh you know parked in the public lot walked down the sidewalk I didn't see a single police officer on the sidewalk you know nobody patrolling I I don't know what's going on but it's it's like uh, it's like the citizens have been abandoned and and I'm not I'm not upset with the regular you know uh police officer but something in management, something at City Hall is is really is really wrong here. And and the 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 fact that these officers now are in fear of of themselves going to prison, of being bankrupted, of having to hire their own legal counsel, of not having the backing of of uh, of the city behind them, the the city infrastructure. They're going to have the FPO, but. Uh, FOP. FOP, but they're not going to have the the city, you know, prosecutor and and the in the system behind them anymore. All right, I can I can understand why they would just report to the scene of a, of a crime after it's happened. Now, mm-hmm. now here's the thing. That's ridiculous. And this isn't the first time I've uh, espoused this opinion. I'm not going to call it wisdom yet, but for for 15 years, I went into courtrooms challenging <clears throat> searches and seizures, police conduct. Um, uh, things like so if a police stops a car and they made up the reason that they stopped the car and then searched the car and they made up the reason why they searched the car and found evidence of drugs we would file something called a motion to suppress where we would challenge the search as violative in violation of the fourth amendment and the rule or the remedy for that going back to a case called Wong Sun uh, which was uh, you get suppression you throw it out so the, the prosecutor can't use the illegally seized evidence as a consequence of the unlawful search for 15 years, I was going into courtrooms, filing motions to suppress, challenging searches, and I had judges, both sides of the aisle, and frankly, around here, a, a lot, a, just as many Democrats, if not more Democrat judges, not that that really matters in the judicial realm, but um, who would say, not only am I not going to throw this evidence out, counselor, how dare you accuse a police officer of any misconduct? How dare you suggest that this police officer might be lying? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? And guess what happens? You tolerate or you endure what you tolerate. And they tolerated bad police work. They tolerated uh, unlawful searches and seizures. So bad cops, even good cops, could get away with things. 
And then you have the natural backlash of that. You have it goes too far because left unfettered on both sides of this debate, uh, it doesn't work. So it, when when everybody was saying burn down every police department, defund every cop, get rid of them all, start putting social workers or brown shirts out there, I was like, you freaking morons. All you have to do is enforce the rules that we have. That's all you have to do. There is we have we have laws, we have rules, we have the Fourth Amendment. Just when the police do something they shouldn't, sting them for it. Throw well, the evidence. Well, out. look what right. happened. Look, look what look what the look what the outcome is for our youth. So you have this you have this child, seventeen year old child, you know, shot and killed in a park because the police are basically being told to stand down. You have people like Kyle Rittenhouse out there. He, I believe he was 17 at the time those incidents took place. You have him out there with a long rifle patrolling the streets during a riot to try to safeguard a private property at, at the, with the agreement of the, of the private uh, property owner, you know, who basically, you know, had an unpaid contract with Kyle Rittenhouse you know, to, to watch after his parking lot where, where, he, where his uh, dealership was. And, you know, it, 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 instead of the police doing that job. It, it, and look, all this is what riots. happens. Our, our children are being victimized by our, what did you call it, Steve? Our acceptance. You get what you accept and, and you're, you're... You endure what you tolerate. That's right. We are tolerating this. And who is paying the price? Not, not, not me and you, largely, because we we have the common sense to stay out of a park late at night. But a seventeen-year-old child who may live down in that neighborhood may not have anywhere else to go, and may not have the common sense to know she shouldn't be in that park at dark, or and she's paying the price. Look at the law of unintended consequences. So we think that we're going to allow a riot in Columbus because that's what it was. You know, this wasn't a an a, a organized march where they had pro- applied for permits, whatever. They shut down High Street, right? Took over private businesses, right? By saying took over, I mean you, you couldn't get in and out of your own business. Sure. I was down here, and they were running around South High Street, and I was contemplating: Do I board up my windows in my building, or do I not? Yeah. Um. And, and it's the city allowed it, and guess what happens as a result of that? People get hurt. You know. It's like sure. people get run right. over inadvertently. People are out there when they shouldn't be and get arrested for doing something that was marginal anyway because the police are on on this, you know, on on edge. Right, and then you have people that are infiltrating it for the wrong reasons. And then you have well, people too. taking advantage, taking of the, advantage yes, of the situation, intentionally baiting the police exactly. or intentionally baiting the rioters. Yep. Either way, well, for, for camera work or just that they were paid to do it. Well, gentlemen, you saw yeah. Congress people and women down there in front of cameras getting accidentally shoved. Yeah, uh, by police. It's like, what are you doing down there? Why are you down there in the first place, right? So you're in, you're in, you're in, yeah. It's like I used to debate with somebody about uh, date rape, and and you know it was like, all right, well, I, I I don't condone date rape ever, 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 ever. Of course, but we still have to take some precautions in our lives. Like, right. Don't like put not, yourself in a spot where well, you're, where you're drunk sure. at, right. late at night yeah. right. doing course. things. You, it's like, it's like if I go walk around on the side of the highway at night, I'm more apt to get run over by a damn car. It doesn't right. mean that the person who hit right. me is innocent. Stay out uh, of, and it stay, doesn't mean that I'm guilty. Stay right. out of well, bad and, situations. And, and bad situations happen to drunk guys. Yes. By sure. other groups of guys. I mean, they've had what the one OSU students gone missing now for, 15, oh, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. They don't know what happened to him, but it was, I don't, you know, how much alcohol was involved, or he was drugged, one or the other. I mean, stuff happens on both sides. Or the hazing incident uh, hazing. At, at the at the university was it uh, at, was it Ohio University Bowling Green Bowling Green yeah. Yeah. where yeah, the, yeah, where yeah, the guy Green. drank a fifth yep. and yeah. uh, and died of alcohol. It's poisoning. risky behavior, yeah. and yeah. and look, I, I, you know, you could say, well, kids should be able to do this, or kids should be. Able to. It's like it's risky behavior. So when you when you engage in risky behavior, bad things happen. And back to this point, it's like the city tolerated this nonsense. And because they tolerated it, all these other consequences occurred, stuff that you never even imagined. Well, in the law, in the law Steve, in common law, there's this thing called precedent, okay? And the corrosive part about tolerating uh, civil disobedience, violent, not, not peaceful civil disobedience, violent civil disobedience. So if I go carry a sign and I don't have a a permit. I'm out on the state house lawn, and I, you know, and I and I carry a sign that says the world is ending tomorrow, right? And I'm marching around. And the state patrol escorts me the hell off the lawn because I don't have a permit. Okay, that that's nonviolent, I, you know. 
we're talking about violent civil disobedience. And when you tolerate that, the corrosive aspect is it creates a precedent. It creates the idea in those young people or in the, in the, 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 the violence will be tolerated. Yep. I mean, right, it, it's, right. it says, it says, hey, we're going to stand here with our arms folded and our tear gas uh, canisters n- non-deployed while we watch you throw a brick through the window of a, of, a, of a downtown store and run in there and ransack it because it's going to look like the man is coming after, you know, some kind of, um, you know, oppressed class of people. And, and so we don't want that visual on TV, so we're not going to enforce the law. And that becomes corrosive. And now you've got people smashing, you know, windows and, and doing whatever they want in places like Los Angeles that have actually changed their laws that, or changed their, uh, changed their uh, prosecutorial standards that uh, unless a crime is worth, you know, a certain set amount of money, they will not prosecute those cases. Well, a couple things there. First... This is coming from somebody who has fought police, and by fight I mean legitimately in the system of justice. On the other side, yeah, I, 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 folks we we, we all we all saw Serpico. Yeah, there's bad cops, and I well, got it. Well, not just bad cops. Yeah. I've fought good police work when they have my client dead to rights. Yeah. I go into court. Well, that's your and job, I, and I battle. Right? That's your job. All right, sure. so this is that's my perspective. That's right. I am not beyond a reasonable doubt. Right, Steve? G- correct, and that's I'm not right. suggesting for a second that I think. This is a pro. I'm taking a pro police stance. I'm not taking an anti police stance. No. I'm taking a justice, common sense stance. A pro civilization stance. Right. So in yeah. the police, it is it is nonsense to say that all police are bad. Just as it is nonsense to say that all police are good. What we have until. 10 minutes ago in this country, what we had was a system that sort of worked. You had a system where the bad cops with bad police work would be called on it, would be where, where there would be a consequence for that bad police work. We let that go in the name of law and order, whatever it was. And, um, and I think it was more like FOPs and, and political <laughs> money and, and things, but, but it was, uh, we let that go. I fought through that and I watched these cops get away with stuff. And they're not bad people, right? They're getting away with what they can get away with, and they think they can always come up with a reason to justify it. Look, we're taking bad guys off the street. Fine. But then the bad ones slip through the cracks. The really bad cops slip through the cracks. And if you don't address the bad ones, then guess what? They're going to take over just in the opposite way we're seeing it now. Sure. So we, and, and on the other side of it now, we can't tolerate bad guys running around the street killing people. We can't do it. And you can't do it in the name of George Floyd or anybody else. It's just not right. And unless something happens, and I think it will, I think there is a backlash that is coming, and I think it's coming really hard, and well, I think it's coming this it'll November. It'll be the businesses of the short north. It'll be the business. It'll be a business pushback going, Mayor, get something done. Yeah. Because you're costing me money now. Yeah, right. people are not coming to, the, to to this area, to this area, because of the shooting. It's no longer just rhetoric. It's, it's actually in their back. It's in their business. It's in their business. Yeah. It's right. economical push, yeah. and it always comes down to money. Yeah. It, it does, really. Yeah. Oh, ultimately, it, it, it does. And, and you're I, right. I've said yeah. this. I've said this before, that I could tolerate. Not, not that's not the right word. You could have an entire police force full of racists, admitted, card carrying clan members, and if you enforce the damn rules, it wouldn't make any difference. Now that's an, that's a little bit of an overstatement, but I'm trying to make a point: is that you can be a racist police officer and still be a, and still be kept in check if the courts and the system enforce the rules that were in place. It's not preferable, and I'm not arguing for that. So people are going to, like, you could easily cut this out and say I'm a horrible, rotten person yeah. supporting racist. I'm not. The point is, is that we have, the system has uh, things in place, like the exclusionary rule, like the Fourth Amendment, like the nineteen, the uh, Civil Rights Act. It was built Section for 1983. that. It was designed to address those problems. Exactly. And you didn't need to fire every single cop and defund every single police force to deal with it. Yeah. You know, all you have to do is just put in place or uh, enforce what's already been put in place. And, and instead what they did, and I think there's people with a higher agenda. And back to your point, Norm, about property crimes out in California. It's like, it, you just have to wonder, how is it that we're not going to, that we as a, a governmental body out there anyway, would permit theft of somebody else's property. 
Like, That's in essence what they're saying. You exactly. can have You're right. like we're, the, the government is yeah. going to let other people take your property. What they're doing is eliminating individual property rights. And it's Karl Marx right across the board. And, yeah. and I, I, yes, yeah. I made that leap. I did because that's what that's <laughs> yeah. what Marx said: is get rid of individual property rights. Our country, our Western system, was built. The feudal system was built on property rights. Well, it is a it is a values judgment. You're you you are discounting the value of one person, uh, it, it, you know, in favor of another person. Yeah, and, and then they're doing the same thing with and, rent control. And, um, I'd like yeah. to, I'd like to, uh, if I can, uh, transition a- along these same lines to another Ohio story involving another 17-year-old victim, and, it, and again, it's a, a young uh, female, um, and and this is this kind of sexualization of uh, of our children is another issue, and I think it's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many young moms run for political office all across the country right now is uh, CRT, sexualization of children, uh, any number of largely educational and social issues have driven a lot of mothers uh, to run for office. It, 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 the governor, for example, uh, the candidate for the governorship in Arizona, um, the, the candidate for um, uh, uh, U.S. Senate, uh, I think in, um, was it Maryland or Connecticut as another young mom? It's, it's quite a thing. And it's one of the untold stories all across the country. So in new Miami and new Miami, uh, high school here in Ohio, a 17 year old softball player was victimized by her coach, a 31 year old, um, high school teacher, um, coach, um, and there's been a spate of these recently, where uh, increasingly it seems that uh, girls are being, and young boys too, are being drawn into um, uh, sexual scenarios uh, with uh, adults. Uh, We're seeing, for example, there's kind of a a drag show thing these days where um, parents are being encouraged in, in various what what used to be normal civic organizations are hosting drag dances where they where they bring in men dressed as women you know drag queens and they put on a show for children and you and you're just wondering like what what is the positive what could be the positive purpose of that I mean, when I was little, maybe they'd bring in a guy dressed as Santa Claus or somebody dressed or as Flippo the Clown. Or Flippo something. the Clown, <laughs> you know, like what? Or we used to have a puppet show every so, year. So I was Piper's watching. Puppets. I was yeah. watching this one where there were young girls in attendance being sexualized by this uh, dancer who kept repeating repeating the p word uh, for vagina. You know, was was you know just kept singing this song and and you saw these mothers with their children like smiling and laughing about how funny it was. And I'm just like, to me, what this is, is, go- what's, this go- is go- what's going on in our society? Every bit yeah. of offensive as the remark Trump made about grabbing the girl's vagina. Right. And right. so it's like, this is, this is even more offensive because it's it, her own mothers taking them to these shows. I, you've I, got I, these, I'm befuddled. You've got these, this, I saw this school board meeting. It wasn't in Ohio, but it's, it's along the lines, which is using again, it, logically speaking and jumping off, you're so, using high as a jump. So, so who's surprised when a coach tries to sexualize her softball of player? Of course. Right. Right. It, I mean, our en- whole society is going down the drain. You endure what you tolerate. Right. That's right. The, the line of the day. But there was yes. this one, this woman is like, she was showing this clip of this this trans guy with like uh, a skirt halfway up his backside and like showing his like you wouldn't tolerate that under any circumstance for a grade school kid. I I wouldn't even watch it. And, and it's right. like <laughs> and yeah. Steve, this is something. See, th- this is what's weirding me out. Right. This is some, and, and and I think I think this is why uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard left the Democratic Party. This used to be the kind of thing protecting children. That both parties were a hundred percent square on, and like I, like you could I, you could not find a Democrat who would thirty say, years ago you you could not find one that said you know what it's okay to bring in you know half naked men gyrating around using vulgar language in front of preteen children 
Who thinks that's okay? Who right. thinks that's like what kind of a weirdo thinks that's what if it's not what if it's not a man? What if it's a woman? It's it's like, I don't care if it's heterosexual, it exactly. I don't care if it's transsexual, 100%. I don't care if it's gay sexual, straight mm-hmm. sexual. I don't want my kid right. at school right. doing that. And I certainly don't want my tax dollars paying for it. Right. It's right. it's insanity. Right. It's utter insanity. I think they're being uh, they're gonna be served up a surprise in the election. I, I saw a a a new citizen, a a Hispanic a woman at a Texas school board meeting uh, just freaking out over the subject about um, the the sexualization in the um, in the syllabus in the in the in the books and in the coursework for her grade school child at some school in Texas and she she was she was handing it to the school board it's not your job to teach about birds and bees to a high school students one thing to a little kid, it's not your job to talk about uh, other lifestyles being legitimate or being okay for a two or a, a second or third grader. It, it, it's, that's not your job. Let us parents teach do, my kid history and math, teach, it, it, reading, writing, arithmetic. Which I already have problems with already. So, well, yeah, you know. let yeah, us yeah. deal with the moral issues at home. Yeah, I agree, right. and it, it's uh, the and so and so. They, this is a Hispanic, which I am sure the D's thought. Oh well, let's let tons of those folks across the border because they're all they're, they're automatic yeah. Democrat voters. I don't think so. I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, a couple of things I noted, and uh, I'm, I'm going to call this. I don't know if I'm going to call it the right way or not because I'm, I'm trying to read into this what's going on. But last weekend, I think the GOP is buying votes in Columbus. Okay. They do, do tell. Last weekend, customers received help with grocery costs at conservative-backed inflation event. So, Hispanic nonprofit group supported by an organization tied to deep-pocketed David and Charles Koch had an event last last weekend, Saturday afternoon, the final day of Hispanic Latino Heritage Month. The Ohio chapter of the Libre Initiative passed out gift cards of $52.93 to families at Toro Meat Market in Northland. So at Northland, you show up and you get a gift card of fifty dollars. Yeah, I should have gone. I know you, you, you had to be the first hundred and eighteen. They only had ten thousand dollars to hand out. I got you. So, well, what, so, so we're talking. We're in a window here that well, you have absentee ballots. But available. what's a, what's a tie-in to voting though? What's a what, how how does that tie? We are in? In, we are in a voting period right now. Yeah, okay, but, you have absentee look, ballots available at your hand. You can go vote right now. I agree. So the, the, oh, is that, that what is that they is, is I mean I'm just trying to understand. No, I know. I don't see what the look. The Koch brothers are giving money away to Hispanics. How are Hispanics? And I'm not I'm not arguing. I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. But yeah, how I'm are not, Hispanics saying? Therefore, I'm going to vote Republican because they got fifty two dollars and ninety three cents to uh, help them and in their politicking there. A so mile away from a voting. Were Republicans there? Yeah. So it was a political Libra, event? The Libra Initiative. Yeah, but uh, the Libra Initiative, but who is the who's the candidate that would be- the, No candidate, just for the party. How does the Libra, so is it, I guess, how do they know that that's a Republican thing and that means they should go vote for Republicans? Because they just, what I'm, again, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. No, 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 we just, know, no, no, I don't think you are, yeah. but I want to, I want right. to connect the dots. It, I think that, that's exactly what's going on. Is but. that a party, an initiative backed by Republican money is here giving me money, giving me a gift card for, for food. Well, you know, the Koch brothers. And, and boy, you know, thank you. I appreciate that because you guys are, yeah, because, because the, the initiative behind it was that $52.93 is what it costs in inflation for three days. That's that's so. That. I guess how does that then? So, but it's a Hispanic festival, right? How does that? How does a his, uh, presumably the Hispanic voter then has to connect the dots to say I'm going to go cast my ballot for a Republican because I got this fifty two dollars? What's the link? That's what that's what I'm asking. The, the link being, and that's where I'm missing it because it I, I feels this way, but I'm missing something. That, okay, so I go to an event, and I know the the event. Uh, planner or that sort of thing. The, the the group that's holding the event, Libra Initiative, is a Republican-backed, GOP-backed. Uh, uh, um, that's where the money's coming from. Well, I think that's so true. It's one of those. Well, does, thank you for recognizing Republican Party. That yes, the Democrats are not taking in care of inflation for me. So do but do the voters know or do the pot- potential voters know it's a Republican-backed? They may or may not. I don't know. 
I, I don't know because I wasn't there well, to know it, what's what's being talked about. We, need, it, that, we it, need that link to, well, to make I know, it up. Well, I don't and, know. Well, and is but it's it, all over the news well, article just because, that it is. Just because uh, the Koch brothers have done some conservative things, uh, they've also done some very liberal things. Some of their causes in New York City, uh, have, have uh, which of course are never brought up by the liberals, have been liberal causes. Okay. So there, a lot of people think, in fact, in, in Republican circles, that the Koch brothers are rhinos. Okay. Um, and they're classic. I don't know enough about them. I just well, know that every and the time other, money's tied well, to them, no, I'm not it's the, always bad. Dude, dude. <laughs> you may be, you may, I think you're right. I think, I I think what, they, I think what so they are. Well, I don't, I don't know the facts. I, I, I want to point out one thing. Not everything done by a putative conservative is necessarily a Republican initiative. So I don't know if this had anything to do with the Republican Party or not. I, I, I would need to know the facts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, just because a conservative did something, you know, if I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know, it's some famous actor, if I'm, if, if, if I'm uh, Taylor Swift, so to, to take somebody on the other side, if I'm Taylor Swift or Madonna and I'm a, I'm a liberal, which both of them are, and I hold a similar event and give away $50 gift cert- certificates to Hispanics at a Hispanic festival, okay, they all know I'm a liberal. That doesn't mean that they're being told to vote Democrat. Now, and no. now, and now so we need the link. And they're probably, look, I'm not saying there isn't a yeah. link. It could be that they were hang, handing out literature that had uh, candidates listed on it. And, right. and they could have. And, you know, and they're talking about the cost of living, Maybe. gas, food, energy, general foods is continually, drastically increasing. Latinos, like all Americans, are feeling the burden, says this woman from the Ohio chapter of Libra Initiative. So obviously, to me, it says they're not going to be saying, you know, and, and because of this, you should go vote for, for Biden. Yeah, or I, or any Democrats because the Democrats have, have, have they're doing a great job, aren't they? You know, the, it, it seems to be the uh, it's uh, implicit. Yeah, perhaps. So perhaps. let's let's say it's no. I, I, but I think you're right. I think that probably is it's just it probably weird is what's timing. The question is, should we not? What do we think about that? Is is because look the the. The Dems do that a lot. They do stuff like that. Oh, for well, sure. Look, they open up the borders. Yeah. Like, no, I, and I'm just, ma- I'm just you know, pointing out one, so one situation. So then the question yeah. is, when this happens, like opening up the borders isn't a good example because I find that to be unlawful ab initio from the outset. Yeah, but, but then like, there's all kinds of gifts when you let them in. Well, sure. sure. You get the gift packet. But yeah, you, you, so you do. I say, mean, come on. Let's yeah. Free tuition, I'm yeah. free go. hospital, free this, free that, free yeah, the other bet. thing. So, let, yeah. But let's say that either side is doing this. Do we care? Do we care that, the, that there's private money being passed out in the cause of uh, either the Democrat or Republican agenda a mile away from the voting booths? No, I don't care. Because it's it's there's no way to stop it. Number one, I mean, I, I emphasize private money. Yeah, and okay. th- that's all I'm talking about too. So, uh, so for, so if private money is funding people a, to go pick up pa- pick up ballots though and well, drop them off. Well, that's people. different though because that's then different. the conduct is against the law. That's true too. Okay, yeah. good. Well, point. that is. I'm, I'm just trying to put yeah, dots yeah, yeah. together. Well, the too. two. I mean, yeah. that's, that's true. So, that's true. No, it has nothing to do with that analogy. No, bad no, analogy. but it's but it's good because it it it, it brings it. That is something. Voter or vote harvesting is lawful in some arenas in some districts still in some states so if you're going to vote harvest i'm going to pay you brett a hundred dollars i want you to go collect 50 votes and you know if if that's not against the law my argument would be it should be and then as soon as it is i think paying you a hundred dollars to go break the law would be a problem but paying you a hundred dollars to go do it in a place where it's not against the law it's hard for me to say that oh true yeah that that's a problem i don't care if you're a democrat or republican now if you're paying if you're giving people a hundred dollar gift cards and saying look these lunatic uh, Democrats have uh, built inflation and created inflation. Here's 50 bucks to offset it. It certainly puts a big spotlight on the situation that we are right now because of a certain yeah. party in power. Do we care? I guess that's what, what – I don't know. I don't care. I don't think yeah. I do either. Well, now, I don't care. I, I don't what know. about the Republican Party funding it? Now, there might be an ethics problem there. They might have their own rules in place. and some Well, that's, yeah. pro- that's well, probably a problem. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting back to our internal yeah. memo from Norm about nonprofit activities, yeah, I got a yeah. problem. Yeah, with it. so now sure. you're sure. So anyway, no, yeah. it's a good point. It's an I, interesting. It's an interesting uh-huh. jumping off point for discussion because look, the political system is 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 a fertile ground for corruption. Yeah, and you know, there's all sorts of private money getting thrown around to go advance conservative causes or, or liberal uh, causes. Both ways. And for the question sure. is, should we care? The yeah. Supreme Court has ruled that money is speech. Yes. Okay. Even the, if it's fifty-two dollars like ninety-three cents, like they have right. they have ruled that money is speech, yes. and that rich people can give all the money that they want to a candidate of their choice. They get rid of that ceiling that we used to have, where there was a a, a limit. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, if, if somebody wants to, if somebody wants to express themselves by buying time on a TV channel, or if they want to go to a festival and hand out 50 bucks, I don't see the difference. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Unless you can link it to some other unlawful activity that you're paying somebody to engage in, or you're, you're linking it back to a candidate who's not allowed to do this. Right. Right. And and it's true. Yeah, exactly. And, and well, and, and quickly, another Columbus park is going to change its name from Columbus <sighs> Park. They're going to hide Columbus' name again. There's yeah. an Italian village park, Christopher Columbus Park. Of course. The name has changed. Now, and this park, now, it's, now, it's granted, Italian this, village, too. Yeah. Now, granted, this park is just two trees, maybe 50 feet long. It's, right. it's, 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 it's a berm, okay? Right. But we're going to squash the name again. Well, we can talk about it later, but just look it up. No, no, no. Another, it's a, it's a, another point of just hiding... Why, why do we want to squash history? It's all PC. My it, God, which is a great just, transition damn. for the Cleveland Indians. I mean, the what are they now? The Guardians. Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians. Which is ridiculous. Putting too. up a noble fight, yeah, but coming up short. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like Cleveland always, I hate to, I hate to cast this aspersion <laughs> on, the, on the tribe, but at least with the Browns, they always seem to find a way to lose. And, um, right. You know, I, I was really yeah. hoping that we'd have some redemption against the Yanks, but no such luck. No the such Ohio luck. Board of Education, by the way, if you remember from our last show, I brought up a, a little quick uh, item that they were going to uh, look at. The um, they were going they were going to pass a policy, uh, basically saying that you know only bio girls can compete against bio girls, right? And um, guess what they did last week, <laughs> the very day of our show. They tabled that and appointed a committee to look into. Oh, of course, it. so that is that is the brave, you know, the very um, principled stand of the of your uh, Ohio uh, Board of Education. Uh, I'm not surprised. Finally, uh, guys, if I my last point, I just want to bring this up, and and then you know, you guys may have other things, but I, I thought this was just really crazy. Up in Cleveland uh, last month, four masked gunmen. Let me say that again. They weren't COVID masks. They were four teenagers with guns. They all had guns, all four of them. They were all masked. They were outside of a school demanding to be let in. The school called 911. This is Garrett Morgan High School in Cleveland, Ohio. 285 students inside this building. They called 911. The dispatcher said, and I quote, do not let them in. Keep it locked down. The disbags, and I, that's a technical term. I can go into what constitutes a disbag. The disbag assistant principals disregarded the orders of the dispatcher and let the four masked gunmen with guns, four masked gunmen, into the foyer of the school. Bzz, let them into the foyer because, and I quote, this is a quote from the assistant principal, it was unsafe to be outside because I saw police officers, close quote. Therefore, let the four boys into the foyer. Now, thank God he didn't press the second button, which allowed them to go from the foyer into the general school area. The police did show up and arrested three of the gunmen they're looking for the fourth. But the same week that we just went through, where I believe, what's the name of the school in Florida? They just sentenced that. Yeah, I got life in prison. Was it Parkland? Parkland. No, Parkland. Yeah, Parkland. So we just went through Uvalde, Texas, school shooting. The, the, biggest, the biggest security debacle ever. 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 Right? Ever. It just, the police did a terrible job. The school wasn't sufficiently locked down. Parkland, another situation. The kid shot out the window, went through the foyer. Of course, Columbine, which started this all off. Uh, the the Connecticut uh, new, uh, forget the name of the little town there in Connecticut, where the, all those. Yeah, Alex Jones just got stung on the well, elementary. Well, I, I don't want to talk about Alex Jones. He's an idiot. Uh, he, he's as he's as <laughs> dumb. Him, he's as dumb as Joe Rogan. Uh, who Joe Rogan says he's dumb, so I agree with Joe. And then the shooting at the school in Chicago. So we've just been through all of these situations over the last decade, some of them just the last week, where school people, personnel, are, and the police 
are not on the same page. You've got the, God bless the Cleveland police and the Cleveland dispatch system for telling these people the right thing. Do not let them in. Do keep it locked down. And the school did just the opposite, right? Because the police are the threat. It was unsafe to be outside because I saw police officers. So the police officers are, are, they're the danger people. They're the people to be worried about. I've got to let these four nice masked gunmen into the foyer to protect them from the police. That is now the mentality of our liberal idiots running the schools. And, and I'm just going to put it out there. They're liberal idiots. They think the police are the enemy instead of the four masked gunmen who are teenagers like all the teenagers at all the schools I just listed that killed all those innocent children, they're letting them in the foyer. Yeah, total. This, they this, should this, all this, be fired. They should all be fired, and they should, maybe even should be prosecuted. But for, the Cleveland public school system came out with a statement saying they support those two yeah, assistant principals. Of course, couple. of yeah, course. An interesting well, look, statement. Wow. Look, I got to. Uh, I want to. Mm. We got to wrap it up, but I do want to say one thing. Uh, one of my mentors, a longtime judge up in Delaware County, Henry Shaw, he passed away this week. Uh, Norm, every now and then, your dad was a judge. Every now and then, you encounter somebody, or I have encountered people in my career. Henry Shaw was a huge influence on me uh, when I first started practicing law, particularly criminal defense. He gave me court-appointed cases up in Delaware County. Um, he, I cut my teeth up in his courtroom. I learned how to be a lawyer in Henry Shaw's courtroom. He's wow. one of those judges that didn't tolerate a whole lot of nonsense. Every now and then, you'd get the wrath. He would blow up at you because he thought you did something stupid, and he would... Uh, He'd come down on you. Sometimes he was right. Sometimes he was wrong. He blew up on me more than once. But he's also a judge that on Saturday mornings, as a young lawyer in my 20s, I would go visit clients up in the jail in Delaware County, and I would knock on, uh, you could still go into the courthouse on Saturday mornings, and I would knock on his door, and he'd be at the office, and he'd, I'd go in, and he would give me his wisdom on uh, on whatever. He was an historian, loved the Civil War. I think he even did some reenactments. Uh, I would talk to him about philosophy uh, history. Wow. Uh, he, when I was working on an old German village house, he was talking about different period pieces that you could put or use as hardware. Wow. I mean, really an incredible guy. Uh, he influenced a lot of attorneys here in town and he passed away. It's sort of like the end of an era. He was 84. So he had a good long life. Um, but wow, I, I welled up when I heard that when I was driving home the other day, uh, or yesterday. And I, and I just wanted to, to mention it here. Uh, there are calling hours and other things happening. It's in the dispatch. You can Google it online, but it's uh, Friday. So, uh, you know, with that, when you lose a mentor or you lose somebody who was influential on in your career, it sort of makes you reflect on your own, what you're doing now. You know, have we lived up to, to that kind of standard where you can actually endure a however long, 50, 60 year career in law or in whatever profession you are and emerge from that with the respect of your peers, even those who didn't like you when you were doing it, even those who disagreed when you were doing it. Like what character does it take to earn that type of respect? I urge everybody to at least consider that thought as we wrap up this edition of Common Sense. Well, Steve, just real fast. That man's greatest accomplishment was passing along his care for the law, his respect, and and his reverence for the law to the next generation, meaning you. Yeah. So uh, may rest in peace. Yep, indeed. Well, with that, we'll wrap up another uh, Common Sense Ohio. We talked a little bit about the Bible. We talked a little bit about uh, our mentors. We talked a little bit about uh, Ditka. (laughs) You've never done that before. Learn a little about some logical fallacies, JD Vance, and all sorts of other stuff that you can only get here at the roundtable at Common Sense Ohio. And what the hell is Common Sense Ohio? Well, it's uh, Common Sense Ohio. It means that we're going to talk common sense about all sorts of issues using Ohio as a launching point because we are right in the middle. Did you get that? We are right in the middle. So big things to come. We hope to have, drop the new website. The new uh, ULR, I think I got that right this time. Uh, the new or the new feed. What is it? The RSS. The RSS. RSS. You ULR. Just put three letters together. CEO, CFO, ATT. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, we're gonna drop the we're gonna drop the website. I, I I participated. We all participated in the design work. It is awesome. Trust me, you'll love it. New yeah. Facebook, new new accounts, and all the other social media stuff that I don't even know what exists. So it's all coming, and uh, election is right around the corner. What better time for common sense? So we're going to wrap up Common Sense Ohio right from the middle, at least until now.